0: the snap, looking, flips the ball, diving for the pylon, and he's got it! Razzle-dazzle! Touchdown, Houston! And the Texans go in front!
1: There is no off-season for your Houston Texans. Game day is every day.
2: We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming.
0: Uh, The Texans say they have it, and they do! Now, it's Texans All-Access. We are underway with training camp. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris. It's Texans All-Access training camp edition. And welcome to the program. As we promised this morning when we did Texans training camp live from 8 to 10 a.m. And we'll be back Monday. Jack Easterby at 8 o'clock. And by the way, Deshaun Watson, 8 o'clock on Tuesday to kick off that program. And, Johnny, here we are. And I liken it to... The beginning of a Bond movie or Mission Impossible, like I said, because you're in the middle of an action movie, (laughs) in an action scene, really, because camp has been underway. And today it feels like the start of camp, but it's really started already. It's just the first time we got the cameras rolling on the Houston Texans. And speaking of that, coverage on HoustonTexans.com, the Texans app, it is loaded. You want to read Johnny's thoughts on practice? read it there my thoughts on what went down today read it there Drew's got a column DP's got stuff we've got interviews it's all there and we're adding to it throughout the night and into tomorrow's practice so Johnny inquiring minds want to know um, and and I um, I'm gonna ask you some questions here okay, okay. Right. about what you saw today first first give me give me a, a general takeaway your the the top takeaway of the day without mentioning even a player as to what you saw today at the practice bubble.
3: Yeah, I thought one of the things in in being at, I believe every training camp practice for the last seven years, I don't think I've missed one dating back to 2014. And I haven't missed a lot even before that dating back to 07. There's a few when I was doing overnights. But it felt like it was the cleanest and most crisp practice that I've seen from the Texans. It just felt like that, you know, from drill to drill, guys were just very clean. The ball didn't hit the ground a lot of times. There were not... Uh, a bunch of uh, fumbles, and turnovers, and bad snaps, and um, those kind of things. I, if I remember correctly, there's maybe one false start, maybe one offside penalty, if if that. That's low. It felt it. it and now there might have been at some in you know, the pass rush stuff, one on one, but I, I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't see as much of that. Uh, it's kind of go back and forth. You know, your eyes do that when you got one on ones, wide receivers and DBs, and then um, you got pass rush going on. But in the team stuff and in the inside drill stuff. There seemed to be very few of those penalties. It felt like, and there have been years past where you could sense Bill O'Brien was trying to apply the juice, like he was trying to give you know the to give everybody a little bit of a come on, let's get going, you know, we need this. Hey, we need you know. And he would be vocal, right. but he was very calm throughout, and he just like the veterans just ran things. It felt it felt like. I mean, obviously. You know, Tim Kelly and Anthony Weaver calling the plays and doing those kind of things. But it just felt like it was so clean that everybody knew exactly what they were supposed to do. They then applied it on the field. There was not, uh, you know, you know, there weren't a bunch of scuffles and fights and all that kind of stuff. It just was drill, drill, clean, drill. And I will go back to this thought. And I happened to be driving home so I could get back to do radio tonight. And, um, and as I was driving, I was listening to Clint, and he was like, Man, you know, I, I just would really like to know, like, Deshaun, like, how, you know, like, for Deshaun, like, you really, and, and I get that, mm-hmm. you know, Dirty Red's mm-hmm. being a quarterback. And so I was like, Well, okay, what I'm about to say is going to be something I think that Dirty Red's going to want to hear. I hope he does. But it felt like Deshaun Watson completely and totally in charge. Now, he's not calling his own plays, um, he's not, you know, going rogue. Or anything like that, but it just felt like yeah the offense had some issues a little bit early on trying to move the ball in the defense when it was a particular drill like it was a when it was a definite throwing drill or it was a definite running drill and they struggled a little bit but then when they went to a team drill they had a long team drill um, at the near the end of practice and they started the ball in like the twenty five or the thirty yard line and they drove down the field and Deshaun just maestroed the whole thing he just he was up the line of scrimmage they had the play clock going you could see the play clock. And you know, it always felt like, and, and I want to make sure I say this properly, but there have been other, there have been other times when the Texas quarterbacks have been in that drill mark, and I would get really nervous. The clock starts winding down, twelve, eleven, like, come on, Brock, what are right. we doing, Brock? Like, I found myself saying that in practice <laughs> a lot of times. I'm watching Deshaun, and that clock is, it's down at eleven. He's still looking at everything. He's kind of looking at Akins. He's kind of looking at the defense. Kind of running it down the way he wants, he gets to about eight seconds, and I'm not panicked at all because all of a sudden turn right around, snap the ball and go. They never flirted with being a delay a game or anything. He was completely in control when right down the field he had Stevie Mitchell on a little quick out, speed out, um, who had slipped the tackle and then got up the field for a touchdown. And he was just he was he was maesturing the thing if that's if that's a verb he was maesturing the thing the whole way. He managed he. He knew exactly where everybody needed to go. And the nice thing is, the guys he was with, he didn't have he didn't have Fuller and Cooks and Cobb today fully when he was doing those team drills. But he had guys like Chad Hansen he's been with a couple of years. He's been with Steven Mitchell for a couple of years, He's now his third year, I think, with the Texans. You know, Akins, he's been with, with three years, you know, Fells is now a second year. You know, those guys were all on the same page with him, which I thought was really interesting too. So they could all look at the same – they were seeing the same thing through the same set of eyes, and that's what allowed it to be so crisp. But it just felt like Deshaun taking that next step of owning everything that offense does and that with Tim Kelly calling the plays and obviously still Bill O'Brien still in the house, a very strong offensive mind, that they're going to be able to craft uh, what they want but being led by Deshaun Watson. That, to me, is the one thing that just – I made it my first point in my Harris hits because, yeah, it's not you know the, the specific detail that I go into about the different plays and things, but watching Deshaun just manage everything in the line of scrimmage, I thought it was masterful, and I was so happy to see. It's going to his fourth year. You you expect those things to happen, right? You want mm-hmm. to see those things happen, and now you're seeing them, and it just gives, I think, the offense and everybody there that much more confidence that they're going to be able to move the football because he's leading the charge out in the field.
0: Well, I have a theory on this, and and before I get into that, you mentioned about certain guys maybe not getting the full load of practice today, um, and I think that it's important to point out Bill O'Brien was on live with us, yeah. As far as his press conference today, we had that exclusive interview with him as well this morning, and both times I believe he said, "Listen." Uh, there's He didn't use the term load management like you hear at the yeah. NBA when guys are <laughs> yeah. missing games, but that's yeah. what it is, right? It's right. load management on the vets. Yes. Uh, it's maybe giving some other guys reps. Uh, it's We have a long season, and we want to have everybody as healthy as possible. And I think things have changed over the years now. There was no off-season program, but remember the first year of Bill O'Brien as the Houston Texans head coach. They're out there, hot sun, August, ridiculous yes. opening day training camp practice, and then they have gassers afterwards. Oh, don't remind me. <laughs> it was, me. I, it was uh, like <laughs> Junction Boys East. And, uh, yes. And I thought, oh, boy, it's there's a new sheriff in town. Look, I, I want to ask him about that at some point. I'm going to wait for the right opportunity. But I want to ask him about that at some point. But things have changed. Now, it would change anyway because there's no offseason program, right? Yeah. And and they're going to ramp up, and they're going to do all those things. But I believe everything you're saying about uh, the coordinators – and look, these are first-year coordinators, really. Well, Tim Kelly, first-year play caller. Anthony Weaver, first-year D.C. And Tracy Smith, first-year special teams coordinator. But – he trusts them, and you, you just get that feeling, and, you know, he's older and wiser, and these guys are ready, and uh, that's thats a good thing. That's a great point you make. One other thing, Johnny, on Watson, not only is it the fourth year, and it's like the fourth, it's the fourth album, you know, we, we yeah. went into the studio, we came <laughs> out with our classic Smoke yeah, yeah. on the Water, or whatever it is, but uh, not only that, but no nuke. Now, I'm not saying you're better off without Hopkins, believe me, yeah. because, uh, you know, that's he's awesome, right? Yeah. But we talk about what you've added, and you've added some great weapons and, and the arsenal. When You know, the, the hole might be greater uh, when you add all these guys together. We'll see. But the other thing is this. No nuke means Watson. It's Watson's offense, you know? Yes. He's not that nuke ran it i mean nuke was a receiver you know he needs somebody yeah. to throw on the ball watson's always been the quarterback and for the last three years prior to this i get it i get it i get it but there's just something psychological about that isn't there maybe that he yeah. he's got to take over in, at an even higher level now and he's older so it's going to happen anyway maybe
3: yeah i i absolutely i don't i don't i think you you hit on it and they're you know, with a guy like Hop, you you know there was such reliance on him on third down. Like, hey, look, man, I just got to get this ball to Hop. And sometimes you force things when there are other things available. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see how it it shakes out. And like I said, we didn't see a, a ton of the, the the top four receivers because Kenny is still working back from the NFI illness. Yeah. Um, but he popped his head in and was watching practice, and I you know hopefully we'll get Kenny back at some point uh, because I I, I listen. Whether Kenny's the fourth receiver, third receiver, whatever, uh, I know Kenny Stills makes plays with his team. And Deshaun talked about it at his press conference about how much he and Kenny have worked together this offseason. So, you know, there's got to be, you know, there's synergy there. But even without having, you know, a, a good stretch of practice today with Will, with Brandon, and with, with Cobb, and I'm going to get to those guys in a second, too, because I did see some of those guys, in particular Cooks and and, and really Cobb, and I'll get to that in a second. But I think you're right, Mark. I think defenses now, as we talked a little bit about this morning, how do you attack? Because third down, it was automatic. Like you just take away ten. I mean, you could see. You remember Belichick when he was miked up that Thursday night game when we played them in sixteen, and you see him on the sidelines with all ten fingers up, going 10. Double, ten, double, ten. Like take away Hopkins. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was. It was. There was no surprise to it. Everybody knew it, and we just at that point really didn't have anybody to counter. Well, okay, what are they going to be saying now? Which guy are you going to double now? Are you going right. to double Cooks, Fuller? I mean, you're probably best off doubling Fuller, I guess. But now you're going to leave Brandon Cooks one-on-one on a number two corner? Or are you going to put the number one corner on Cooks, the number two corner on Fuller with help, and the number three corner on Cobb or on Stills? Well, Tennessee found out what happened when you do that, right? Tennessee got roasted. Logan Ryan and LaShawn Sims, bang, bang. Two touchdowns, Kenny Stills. So you got to try and pick your poison with those guys. And I think it just, if that's the way you're going to go about doing it, it's <laughs> you're going to, you're going to go, you're going to fall into a world of hurt from that, from that standpoint. So mm-hmm. um, I think you have a lot of different options in the past game. We talked about it all off season, but seeing it today, like, Whoa. And then seeing a guy like Randall Cobb, cause Randall Cobb is going to be so instrumental. I talked about it on the show today. As I was walking out for radio, I see Randall Cobb walking right at me. Like, this is this is insane. It's so surreal. Um, in some, it was like when we did our first interview with Tyron Matthew. Remember, we had Ty, and I. I just was, I was, oh yeah, floored. I was like, "This is one of my favorite college players of all time. He's one of my favorite players of all time." And he's right. sitting in front of me. This,
0: wow, that was, was cool. Just,
3: it was surreal, and it was kind of yep. like that with Randall Cobb because we've seen him on Sunday Night Football with yep. Aaron Rodgers for so dang long,
0: and no, he and he killed us in that uh, oh, 2016 gosh. game, right? He
3: just destroyed us. So. Yeah having him out there and you just watch you watch him work and you're like that's a vet that's a pro because everything that he did you know when he ran his route it wasn't just okay I've got to run this route and get to this spot it's how do I get to that spot and it's maybe just a little bit of a juke route or a little pivot route or whatever but it's just how he's doing it and the timing and the tempo and everything he's doing it with. And I can't really I can't wait to see how that looks when they do face a defensive seven on seven and they really do incorporate those guys uh, and we get to see that aspect of it. But Randall to me is gonna end up being a big factor. And like you said about Kiki QT, don't forget about him. Those two yeah. are, are really working, you know, talking to each other a lot. Randall's really trying mm-hmm. to help Kiki. Man, playing that slot position isn't easy, man. Everybody thinks, well, you know, just run these little routes like Edelman. You just, you know, do a little shake and you turn around the ball's there. Man, do you know how long it took Edelman to get to that with Brady? It didn't it's, happen
0: overnight. It I mean, didn't
3: happen overnight, you know, because at that point, Edelman yeah. was a young player. He had to grow into it. At least with Randall. Randall's been through it. He can say to Sean, hey, we did, you know, I would do this against this particular look. Do we like that? Do you like that? Let's talk about that. Okay, let's work on that. And then they would work on it. Uh, you know, so it's a little different. Um, but you know, Kiki came in as a rookie, had some success last year. I think his confidence, uh, you know, took a hit after he got injured. Kind of just never got really back on track. He looks like he's back on track, and he's going to be a got to be reckoned with as well. So, yeah, Hop is not there. There's no doubt. Um, All right, you know, but you move on with what you've got, and I think they've got a group that they can do something with.
0: All right, in the backfield now, uh, and you weren't the only one to mention this, but David Johnson looks impressive so far physically. And looks like uh, he could turn into a nice threat in this offense. And look, we all we all have seen his work. It's very impressive, the resume. Uh, it dropped off a little bit. Injuries, whatever, system, preference. But here he is, and he looks good to go for the Houston Texans in 2020.
3: Yeah, just know that those people talking about it are getting their confirmation from yours truly. Just please know that. I'm just saying, I know, anyways.
0: I know. I'm trying to be well, we just heard a promo before <laughs> no, we went on the air. I know, I know. Um but uh yeah,
3: if if there was if there was something to me, like if you said, Okay, unabashed, don't hold back, what mm-hmm. what would you say about today's practice? And it would have the first thing that I would have mentioned was if David Johnson stays healthy and stays at this point, we've asked McLean this question. We've asked the general, we said, Look, General, would you take fourteen hundred total yards offense and ten touchdowns from David Johnson in twenty twenty? And he's well, of course I would. Uh, yeah, we all would. I'll tell you this: if the David Johnson that we saw today stays healthy and stays available for sixteen games, fourteen hundred and ten might be a little low because hmm. he is a different total yards of fourteen hundred. You are saying yeah. he's a different looking back than what the Texans have had. You think, okay, Carlos Hyde was 5'11", 225. So size-wise, same, right? No. David Johnson's a legit 6'2". He's 230. I mean, the first thing that stands out are, like, I have body envy. Like, oh, my gosh. Why why couldn't I have been 6'2", 230? Why can't I look like that? He is a freak of nature. We talked about his receiving skills. You know what makes his receiving skills so good? His hands are so damn good. His hands are so darn good. He just has to have a half a step on a guy. And then reach out. There were, some, there were receiver linebacker drills, and I, I feel for linebackers in those drills because they've got no help, they've got no pass rush, and they've got to just sit there and watch the running backs do all these shake moves and try and stay yeah. with them, and it's just really hard. Well, David just gets half a step on a guy, be it Zach or Mac or whomever, and his, his hands are, are you know glue sticks. So Desha- right. Deshaun just throws it to the outside. He throws it to a point. David just reaches out and just soft hands, bang, catch it, turn up field, seven-yard gain, like it's nothing, like it's stealing. That's coming out of the backfield. That's not even out at receiver. That's just coming out of the backfield. But to me, what stood out, and I and I pointed this out, and you'll see this on Texans Extra Points on Saturday night. I did a of David on a reception that he had against the Panthers. And it really wasn't about the reception because he was it was kind of, it was a broken play basically. And Kyler Murray just saw him and threw it to him. And he he shook Dante Jackson. Then he made a cut on Shaq Thompson, who didn't get a hand on him, and then he powered through the last linebacker to get in the end zone. I was like, that's the David Johnson I want to see. That's the David Johnson I felt like I was watching today. When he ran the football and he ran those zone cuts, it looked the his the the way he was able to make decisions without having to stop and cut. That was Arian-like. Arian was like that. Arian could make a running decision where he was going to cut without missing a step, without slowing down. Mm. And a lot of backs can't do that. They got to get in there and then jump cut around and do that. Yeah. He was making cuts, and it was easy. And it was – I wrote the word slippery down because he just didn't seem to take a big blow. And at 6'2", 231, he runs upright. You'd think, okay, he's got to take a shot, you know. It's somebody that's a big target, and it just didn't seem like everybody. He just kind of kept everybody off balance, and he was just kind of gliding at one point on a zone run. You know, in that drive that I was talking about with Deshaun, he's kind of was gliding through the. He was kind of gliding through and past, you know, the second and third level. And I thought, damn, if we get that, are you man? Goodness gracious! Now, okay, again. Can he stay healthy? We've right. got we've got a number of situations like that on our offense. Can he stay healthy? But man, when you have disclaimer. an offense When you have an offensive line that works together and has worked together like this one has, and you've got a big back that's got feet like that, has receiving skills, has good vision, you've got an opportunity to do some stuff. And, oh, by the way, don't forget about Duke Johnson in there as well because I think Duke is a heck of a runner as well. They're going to have something with these two backs, again, staying healthy and staying available. But, man, if they're able to, to use those two, in addition what they've got, a receiver, and the, the glut of t- And, by the way, Jordan Thomas would be another one I'd bring up. He was very, very good today. Excellent.
0: Well, I wanted to ask you about him because this morning you tell me that you ran into him in the hallway and, oh, my gosh, he looks different. You know, mm-hmm. he, he looks like – and Bill O'Brien said – I think Bill O'Brien said in his interview that, you know, he's cut some weight or whatever. I forget how he worded it. Yeah. Uh, but Thomas, we see him in the, in the hallway and physically he looks different. Then goes out and – has the kind of practice that you want to see uh, from a guy who missed the bulk of the season with the IR stuff. Look, yeah. they might have had him back sooner if they had a problem at tight end, but they brought him back when they did. He ends up with one catch after the four touchdowns he had two years ago. What about Jordan Thomas? What would you see today from him on the field?
3: Yeah, first off, you know, just we've always well, – I remember the first time we saw him. I remember you you said to me, that's Jordan Thomas. I'm like, yeah, that's, a, that's our yeah. new tight end. He's, a he's massive. But I always felt like, okay, he if he slimmed down a little bit, I think he could probably be even better because I don't think he's gonna lose much strength. He's still gonna be able to be a Y in line blocker if they need him to. But man, you get that Joker down the seam on a safety, he's picking the ball off top of guys' heads. He did that a couple times uh today, where he would go down the seam and Deshaun, I think it was Deshaun that threw it. it might have been Deshaun it might have been AJ. Made a throw and it was just right there where a DB could have made a play, and JT just reached up and just snatched it. And I mean, just snatched it. I mean, he looked, um, he moved well. I thought he ran well. I thought there were, there were times in the first couple of years where maybe he kind of looked like he was lumbering a little bit because he was that big. But you know, Coach O'Brien said he slimmed down, um, and I think that's really that's really helped him. And I and I think, I think Jordan Thomas is the kind of guy. That looked at what Darren Fells did last year, and even though they love Fells and Fells loves those guys, we know they've got a great bond uh, in that tight end room. I think Jordan Thomas is like, "Yo, I could do that. I had four touchdowns as a rookie. I can do that kind of stuff." So I think that was um, an, another guy that you know, like Kiki, kind of like, "Okay, got the message. Got to stay healthy. Got to get my body right, and I got to be ready to go." Uh, and by bodies, can we? Can can I talk? I want to talk about Ross Blacklock. I I know it sounds weird. Ross Blacklock, as from TCU, when I talk about a body, I don't think that I have seen a Texans defensive lineman built like him. And, mm-hmm. you know, since since uh, Wade took over back in well, when did Wade take over? 2011, 2011 That was Wade's first yep. year, right? Wade Phillips. The Texans went to, you know, they went to a 3 4 defense. So, right. They, you know, you would have guys that looked like JJ, you know, 6'5, 6'6, 300 pounds, 295, you know, Joel Heath, you know, kind of guy, you know, even a guy like Charles Amenahu, those kind of guys. But what the Texans really didn't have was a guy 6'2, 6'3, like, you know, 295 with long arms. And I I was down, I was on the sideline. And I, the defensive line started their drills at the beginning, like way, way, way in a far far corner. And I made a note, like, make sure you check out Blacklock. Just to remind myself, cause there's so much going on. Don't lose yeah, sight. Yeah, sure. So then they move to do a, like a team uh, drill closer, so the defense is by us. And he's standing next to me probably about, I don't know, about seven, eight feet away, socially distanced perfectly. And I got my mask on. And I just look over there, and I'm like, that's Black. Oh, my God. Holy smokes! Long arms, str- I mean, his legs are like tree trunks, and he moves like a linebacker. I mean, his feet are so quick, and he's so strong. And I just went, "That's that's not you know." When Timmy Jernigan was thought to be signing here with the Texans, yeah, that's the kind of guy I thought. Okay, well, that's he's interesting because Timmy's a little shorter, but he's quick and he's stout, big butt, big legs. Um, but really was kind of known for penetrating and getting up field and being disruptive. Ross is that, but he's taller and he's bigger. So just watching him and his ability to just be quick. I mean, Mark, I'll be honest. I had a hard time not watching the new number 90 today, watching Ross Blacklock. I had a hard time not watching him. And I think that there is a ton of potential there. He's got a lot of work to do Um, from a playbook standpoint. Nobody's got to do. There's going to be a lot asked of him when he does get in there because he does have the size and the ability to play a lot of different spots on the defensive line, so he's got to make sure he's comfortable with that. Um, but, man, I had a hard time. just When he came over to the sidelines, I kept looking at him like, he, he looks like guys we would see like when we would go and practice against other teams and they would be more four-man lines and they would have like six, three, you know, 305-pounders. Yeah, that would be in the middle like their defensive tackles, you know, guys mm-hmm. that penetrate. He really, he really reminded me of kind of a taller, a taller, more stout, like Aaron Donald. Kind of the way he plays, just how agile he is on his feet. Now, playing style, being another Aaron Donald's a whole different story. Don't get me wrong. But just his playing style is going to be really, really interesting. And he's got to stay healthy and available, man. Brandon Dunn had a really good day inside. Really good. I mean, showed you what vets can do. Uh, Low Blackson, uh, same thing, showing what vets can do. But, man, when Blacklock got on the field, I did not take my eyes off number 90. Not once.
0: That's a nice review for day one, Johnny. Can't wait to see those guys in action in a game, and that'll happen four weeks from last night. How about that? We're inside four weeks to go till opening night when the Texans take on the Chiefs. All right, next up, J.J. Watt, you've heard of him, and he was on the afternoon program with Clint and Ron. Some of the things he had to say about, hey, would he want to play in a bubble? Also, what about the Chiefs? They went right into opening day, as if it's happening sooner rather than later. But, hey, let's dive in with them. We'll hear what Watt had to say, among other things, on Texans All Access. This is Whitney Merciless, and you're listening to Texans Radio. Don't touch that
4: dial,
5: or else...
0: There's a lot of information and misinformation being shared about COVID-19. Houston Methodist wants to share the facts. COVID-19 is a serious and potentially deadly illness, and you can infect others, including loved ones, without even knowing it. But it's also avoidable if we each do our part. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Stay six feet apart. Keeping Houston safe is a team effort. Together, we can make our city healthy and vibrant again. Visit HoustonMethodist.org COVID. Do
6: you know an outstanding Latino leader who is making a positive impact on Houston? Nominate them today for the Houston Texans Campeón de la Comunidad Award, presented by Miller Lite. The award honors a leader in the Latino community who is making a positive impact on the city of Houston through service to a local nonprofit. Winner will receive a $20,000 grant for their nonprofit and recognition at a Texans home game. Visit HoustonTexans.com backslash campeón to nominate a Latino leader today. For a winning feeling, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse in the Galleria. Indulge in prime steak and seafood, world-class wines, and exceptional hospitality. Looking for the ultimate game day experience? Host clients, alumni, and friends in Del Frisco's private Texans room. Watch your favorite team on a 60-inch television while surrounded by Texans memorabilia and seating for up to 14 guests. From extra fine touches to big screen touchdowns, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse. Located at 5061 Westheimer in the Galleria.
7: I'm Karen Murray, the owner of K Renee Salon, and this is my story. The salon was up and doing well, then the pandemic came. It was terrifying. PPP was the way to go. Called my banker, Laura at Amagee.
8: When we started seeing these PPP loans funded, it was a huge relief. When I opened the email and saw the money there, I just knew that I would be able to help. The amount of relief was like, I can't even tell you.
3: Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC, official business
5: bank of the Houston Texans.
0: He's in! Touchdown, Houston!
5: This is Texans Radio. Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. Make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update.
4: Want to start an argument with sports fans? Ask who should be the MVP. Everybody has an opinion. This player does this, and that player does that, and I could be persuaded either way. But when it comes to an MVP of MPG, yeah, miles per gallon? I made my choice. Chevron with Tecron. Why? Well, number one, it's proven. No gasoline gets better mileage. Number two, no gasoline has more cleaning power to help keep vital engine parts clean. Unbeatable mileage, unbeatable cleaning. You can't argue with that. Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car
1: standout performance and all the right
4: moves this is bill o'brien head coach of the houston texans i'm not talking football i'm talking about the bmw 2 series grand coupe with its twin power turbo technology highly responsive handling complimentary scheduled maintenance for three years or 36,000 miles you'll always go for the long drive bmw the official
6: luxury car of the Houston Texans. Take advantage of exceptional offers today. Visit HoustonBMWDealers.com for details.
4: Wildcat Golf Club is Houston's premier 36-hole golf facility, featuring the Lakes Course and the Highlands Course, located just minutes south of NRG Stadium. We're now offering a new and improved player development program, including unlimited range balls for less than $70 a month and 50% green fees after 4 p.m., players hit off the mats monday through wednesday and off the grass thursday through sunday sign up for this program today at the wildcat pro shop and mention texans radio and we'll add an additional two free golf passes
3: it's texans training camp and when the texans speak we listen let's go to nrg let's hear from anthony weavern every meaningful word that comes out of nrg stadium hear it hear it when it happens right here Houston's Sports Leader.
1: Sports Radio 610. Now back to more Texans talk on Texans All Access.
0: Oh, boy. There's a report out there that Duke Ejiofor, who was coming back from a lost season due to injury, there's a report that he tore an ACL. Again, this is just a report, but I'm just giving it to you. Aaron Wilson, Mark Berman, these are usually pretty reliable guys with this kind of stuff and no announcement from the team, of course, but that's sad, uh, if that's true, Johnny, because, man, we were talking about that pass rush. We always mentioned his name in a bunch of names that could really help get after the quarterback this year, but if you don't have him after first day in pads, uh, that's tough, and it's really tough for the young man because if you miss your second year after a promising first year and then miss a third year, ouch, but uh, look, hopefully he gets back and He'll be able to do something at some point.
3: Yeah, I hate it. That's just uh, – uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sick to death. I love that guy. He's got a great disposition. I just feel like he's mm-hmm. the kind of guy that if he were to have more and more success in the city that he's from, he went to A. Lee Taylor. I mean, he he lives, you know, gosh, he lives probably within 10 minutes, you know, grew up from yep. about 10, 15 minutes from where I live. And I just hate it. I just um, – he, he just – you know, I think about Benny Jopru a lot of times. Mark, you know, Benny was drafted a little bit higher than, yeah. than Duke was. But, you know, Benny had such, a, he had such a great future in front of him. After watching him in Michigan, I thought, man, he's an NFL tight end. And then he just now is one bad luck moment after another. Yep. And you're just like, golly. And that just seems to, to be the case for Duke. And you absolutely, absolutely hate it for the guy. Not that I would, you know, even if a guy was a jerk, would I want to see him tear an ACL. But yeah. a guy like this that worked his butt off to get back. And have something like this happen is just really unfortunate. It's just, it's tough. Really, just it's really terrible. Well, it.
0: we'll see if uh, there's an official report from the team or something in the next few days. As uh, Bill O'Brien will meet with the media again tomorrow morning, and we'll have that for you live. Uh, not on the station. It'll be on the Texans app and all the Texans platforms, so you can check it out, Twitter, Facebook, Spacebook, Snapface, whatever you want to check it out. <laughs> all right, let's get the Texans audio jukebox now with the – oh yeah the Texans all access singers a little bit uh, off today <laughs> but let's get to J.J. Watt here who met with the afternoon program with Clinton Rod today and they asked him all about the Kansas City Chiefs what does he think
9: that's pretty that's pretty cool uh I've, I've seen P.J. very briefly um he got introduced to the defense the other day, but he's still working through some of the protocols to get up with us at practice. So I haven't fully had a chance to sit down with him yet, but I'm excited about that. I mean, mm. it's an honor to have somebody who thinks highly of you like that. Um, I've watched many Sam Houston games over my career from them playing here in the Piney Woods and um, obviously being so close to us. So uh, excited to have him on the team. Hopefully well, that I was obviously, down.
0: that was about PJ Hall, right? Uh, so yeah, that now was about PJ like now, this is not Texans Audio Jukebox. It's Texans Audio Roulette now because <laughs> uh, I don't know what's going to happen next because that cut was supposed to be about the Chiefs, and this cut is supposed to be about would Watt want to play in a bubble, but let's just hear what That's it is. What we'll says. play Texans Audio Roulette. Let's
9: go, Jake. Um, I've, It's something that I've – actually worked on over the years. Um, It's something that I've had to physically work on to make sure that I can articulate the things that I want to say in the best way possible, because there's some things that on the field that I can do that some other guy has a different skill set that he has to do a different way, or there's something another guy can do that I can't do. So what I had to learn over time was how to properly articulate uh, a coaching point to a, a younger player. And I think that's something that I've I've actually worked hard on and I think I'm getting a lot better at. Um, so with a young guy now, let's say it's Ross or Big Z or whoever it is on our D line. Um, I do think I can communicate that a lot better and say, Hey, I think this is what you're seeing. Here's what I would do in that situation. And here's where your eyes should be, or here's where your feet would be. Um, not necessarily saying this is what I would do because obviously as a player who's been in lead for a long time and who sees things a little differently, a rookie's not necessarily at that point. So you can't throw on them. Hey, You know, when it's gone near and they have a guy in this set, I'm going to take that C-gap right out of the gate. He's going to get yelled at if he tries to do that. And I don't want him to get yelled at by the coaches. So I'm going to say, you know, key your eyes on his inside shoulder and place your hands here and then make sure you have the C-gap secured. So you just have to do things like that where you're putting it in context that they can understand and also trying not to overwhelm them. Because these rookies have thousands of things flying through their mind right now, especially this year more than ever. And you don't want to overwhelm them.
0: Well, that wasn't about playing in a bubble, but that was interesting nonetheless. About coaching younger players and being the mentor, and you know, here's Watt in year ten. So, a little audio roulette. Let's go to Watson with audio roulette. Uh, let's. Th- this one could be about the pa- padded practice today, but let's hear it as we hear from Deshaun Watson.
2: A lot of talent, a lot of energy, a lot of guys. Uh, that's that's one of the make that wants want to make plays. A lot of guys competing and that's all we need is, is guys that's going to compete each and every down each and every play and try to make a big play for this offense. We none of us want to disappoint one another so we're going to do our job, you know, to the to the highest and of course we're going to make mistakes. We are human, but at the same time we're going to make sure that we're as consistent as we can to to try to be successful.
0: I think we're back on track, Johnny. I think that one was definitely about the padded practice today. So that was I good. I think
3: you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. You know, going back to JJ, it's you know, people are heard that that cut about PJ Hall you know PJ when he was in high school uh, when he was in high school people thought he played like JJ Watt and so PJ Hall's Twitter handle and I know this because I covered like six or seven games of PJ's when he was at Sam Houston State I did color analysis for Sam Houston State for a while and his PJ his Twitter handle is PJJ Watt and so that was his guy so now he's in a locker room, you know, talking to, you know, he will eventually, you know, catch up with uh, JJ. But I happen to think of that second come when he's talking about teaching his teammates. Can you imagine, you know, one of, the, one of JJ's young teammates comes over and Anthony Weaver's like, Ross, Blacklock, what are you doing? Who, wh- wh- what are you doing? He's like, well, JJ told me to. Can you, can you, imagine, can you imagine the looks he'd get for Anthony Weaver at that point? Uh, yeah. No. No, that's not uh that's not really what, what's I'm happen.
0: changing the system, okay? We're gonna move to a five two. We're moving yes. to the we're moving to the four six, the forty-six defense. <laughs> okay, let's go to I was trying to think of different defenses I could call out. Yeah. We're gonna have a monster. No, we're gonna have a hero. That's Penn State, right? Yeah. They have the hero. There's, everybody's got different names for it
3: now. You have monster, yeah, monster, hero. Everybody came up with all different kinds of uh, uh, different is there a Buckeye? Is
0: there the Buckeye? You're there, the probably Buckeye. Is,
3: there probably is somewhere. It's like a, you know, kind of yeah. like the, like in the Texans, they have a, mm-hmm. in the Texans verbiage, they have a star. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's kind of a, you know, pseudo, not pseudo, it's like a, you know, a safety position, nickel safety position, the star. You know, there's the money, there's the star. Uh, you know, the money's the dime linebacker. You know, so there are all kinds of names for different things. And a lot of times teams, the Viper, I know teams had Vipers. I'm trying Ooh, to. Think. I like the Viper. Uh, somebody had, what did they call it? Uh, dang it. There was a team I knew for a long time. They called the Viper. Oh, uh, um, Michigan calls it the Viper. Kalika Hudson played that position. He plays the Viper position. And for Michigan, it's like a D end, outside linebacker, inside linebacker, safety kind of combination player that moves all over the place. Um, and there was a guy that played that for uh, two guys that played it at Michigan. So they call that the Viper. So, yeah, there's all kinds of different names out there.
0: All right, let's have one more cut here. Deshaun Watson talking about the challenges of Zoom
2: meetings. I mean, really, the biggest challenge was when somebody's Wi-Fi go out. You know, <laughs> I, the Zoom meetings was, was, were great. Um, I mean, we got a lot, you know, going on. Uh, people were actually communicating, talking. Whenever we could meet up, we would we'll meet up. But uh, the Zoom meetings was—they were all—they were pretty awesome. Um, and definitely, uh, we got a lot out, out of it
0: which echoes what Bill O'Brien said to us this morning, which is the players like the Zoom meeting. Okay, Mm -hmm. next up, around the league we go. Quarterbacks in the news, not big-time news, but some interesting tidbits here, including a former Texans foe in a new place, getting good reviews from his head coach, and Johnny's final thoughts on practice as we get you ready for tomorrow, another day at the Houston Methodist Training Center. It's Texans All-Access.
1: Touchdown! Texans Radio continues in a moment.
6: Welcome to Louisiana's largest
4: casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet.
5: It's the classic dilemma at Whataburger. You pick up your patty melt with two fresh all-beef patties, melted Monterey Jack cheese, grilled onions, then creamy pepper sauce, and just when you're about to dig into Whataburger's take on this all-time classic, someone utters the dreaded words. Can I have a bite? Should you? Shouldn't you? Maybe you just take a big bite so you don't have to answer. Good thing that dilemma's over. Good thing there's the patty melt at Whataburger. Hi, this is John Weeks with the Houston Texans. We are proud to be partners with the Houston Food Bank in presenting Huddle Against Hunger, a free in-school curriculum designed to provide information on hunger and poverty for students from elementary schools through high school. Sign your classroom up today at houstonfoodbank.org huddleagainsthunger.
0: The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. For more information visit houstontexans.com community.
4: Wildcat Golf Club is Houston's premier 36-hole golf facility, featuring the Lakes Course and the Highlands Course, located just minutes south of NRG Stadium. We're now offering a new and improved player development program, including unlimited range balls for less than $70 a month and 50% green fees after 4 p.m. Players hit off the mats Monday through Wednesday and off the grass Thursday through Sunday. Sign up for this program today at the Wildcat Pro Shop and mention Texans Radio,
1: and we'll add an additional two free golf passes. More Texans Radio is on the way.
5: To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that, and each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids, And as the official Children's Hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style.
3: It's Texans training camp, and when the Texans speak, we listen. Let's go to NRG. Let's hear from Anthony Weaver. Every meaningful word that comes out of NRG Stadium. Hear it. Hear it. When it happens. Right here. Houston's Sports Leader. Sports Radio 610.
7: Hey, Texans fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient.
6: The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with the 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique Bowl Week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com.
1: It's like Netflix, but free. Go to HoustonTexans.com and click listen for every episode of our Texans radio shows.
0: He's got a message asking, did we say Duke Johnson tore his ACL? No, no. And we're not reporting anything. We're reading a report here from uh, various media individuals saying that Duke Ejiofor uh, tore his ACL today. So uh, let's hope that's not true. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of... um, There's a lot of reporting going on here. That's what, you know, it's in the Chronicle and everything. So let's just uh, hope for the very best for Duke. Anyway, let's go around the league here. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you. Texans All Access. Great to have you listening. We're on the air this morning at 8 o'clock. We'll be on Monday again uh, for the next nine business days. Texans training camp live, 8 to 10 a.m. from the facility. And we'll have Jack Easterby kicking off the coverage with us on Monday at eight. Looking forward to that. And Johnny going around the league a little bit here. Uh, I just love reading some of the headlines because it just tells you everything you need to know. John Gruden quickly smitten with Marcus Mariota, says ProFootballTalk.com. <laughs> uh, I
3: mean, take the under. I mean, if, if you had the take the under because August seventeenth was you know over under the time before Gruden falls in love with Mariota. So I would have taken the under right. on that. I mean, that was that was a lot. That was a lock bet that that was
0: going to happen no doubt well but, i mean and and the thing is we're it's practice practice it's yeah. practice yeah. right it's practice. I mean, look yeah. it's a different deal when you're out there and the bullets are flying and you got to make those decisions and we've seen good practice players around here right at that position yeah. oh yeah and seen it not materialize in the game and look um Mariota, who would have been the number one pick in the draft had he come out in 2014 uh, and he was the number two pick the next year, as it was. I mean, tremendous talent and everything. Good kid. But, uh, no, didn't work out for him in yeah. Tennessee. And we'll see what exactly. happens. Maybe it, maybe it does, Johnny. Maybe he's Alex Smith, you know. Yeah. And uh different kind of Alex Smith. And he gets it going. Who knows?
3: Yeah, I think, you know, it's interesting. He's kind of – I mean, Alex Smith rejuvenated his career. Once he got a – he got Jim Harbaugh to give him some mm-hmm. confidence, to believe in him, and it kind of turned around. And there's similar players. They're similar players. They're a really, really good base hit up the middle, maybe even a double in the gap, but you're never, you know, you're probably not going to hit home runs with them. You're not going to do Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes things. But if they're in the right situation, hey, a base hit up the middle or a double in the gap can help you.
0: But hang on here. Alex Smith, I think Alex Smith is fascinating because he was the number one pick in 2005, and it took till 2011 to get him going. Yeah. which is a long time. What were your thoughts on him during the dark period of his career where somehow he hangs in there because they invested a number one pick, but it's not really materializing. You never expected what happened to happen, right? Where he would well, actually well, become to a degree, viable. I
3: wanted him to have a chance. What had happened to him was he had had like three defensive coordinators, I'm sorry, three or four offensive coordinators in his first three years. Then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And, It really, all that just set him back. And at that point, the 49ers were a mess. Jim Harbaugh came in and said, you're our guy. You're the guy that we're going with. We trust you. We have confidence in you. And he gave him a a system that he was comfortable in. Alex Smith is extremely cerebral. I just felt like if he got the right guy with him, there's something you could do with Alex Smith. Kind of like we've been talking about tonight. Look, you get injuries and those kind of things happen, and then you bounce around. Like, with with Mariota, he had like four or five offensive coordinators in his first four years, and he still got the Titans to the playoffs. Um, but he just got to a point where it had run out in Tennessee, and it was time to move on. So maybe it, maybe it clicks for Marcus with Gruden's system. Maybe that works. Maybe Gruden's able to to get something out of Marcus that the Titans weren't able to get. Who knows? But I, I you know with a quarterback, when a guy's drafted number one, and you could see some ability, but man, you look at it and go, he's got to have. He's got to have a chance. You've got to give him an offensive line. You've got to give him weapons to throw to you. You have to give him consistency in the offensive play calling and coordinators and all that. And Alex Smith never had that. He never had that. And so well, I felt like maybe there's something there. But
0: I didn't think he'd even get to a point that he got to with the Kansas City Chiefs in particular. So Mariota defeated Alex Smith, I mean his team did, in a playoff game at Arrowhead Stadium, Johnny. Yes, Alex Smith's last game at the Chiefs. I mean, so their careers intersect there. I have chills. Now, uh, let's uh, – you know, I wish Mario to good luck. Anyway, not that much because he's in the AFC. Yeah, exactly. Uh, officials opting out. Reportedly, five officials who work in on-field roles have opted out, and two replay officials have opted out. So – and who knows why? I don't have all the facts here. Maybe there are health concerns. I mean, usually it is health concerns, but it could be yeah. somebody at home. could be them themselves – Sometimes people have asthma, whatever. you know, People opt out, and we've seen it in the NFL with players, and now we have the officials' deadline pass with five out on the field and two replay officials. Any thoughts on that? Mark, I think – not
3: that in particular, but I wonder. I don't think we're going to have our meeting with the officials this year. That is one oh, of my favorite meetings all year I long. I, I love, love that meeting. I love that yeah. meeting. It's so a Zoom, Johnny,
0: if we do it, it'll be a Zoom yeah. meeting. No, you that's know? true. You're probably right. And, and I don't get easy. to, like – I don't get to cozy up to Cleet Blakeman and get a one-on-one, you know? I don't get that. So, Cleet's our
3: guy, man. Cleet is our, our guy. He comes our our and official. finds me
0: down on the sideline. He always comes over. Hey,
3: how's Mark doing? You doing all right? I mean, he's awesome. I love Cleet Blakeman. Let's
0: see. Darn it. Don't get that personal touch. Um I know. I know. We didn't really talk about Kelsey and Kittle getting paid – I don't know if there's much to say, but the fact that you have a league here with Gronk, Kelsey, and Kittle, for starters, is pretty darn good. I mean, like when you put those three guys together, can you think of a time in history? I mean, look, Gonzalez and Witten were going at the same time, and I mean, there have been so many good ones, you know, But and I think you have to let this one play out, but if Gronk is able to keep playing at a high level, this is a pretty special era of tight ends.
3: Yeah, Uh, you know, Gonzalez is at the back end of the career. You know, Witten, and I guess you could look at these three. They're kind of, you know, Kittle a little younger than Kelsey, Kelsey a little younger than Gronk. So they're kind of stair-stepped in some sense. But you bring up one, which was Gonzalez, Witten, and then Antonio Gates was in that mix too. Oh, Gates, yeah. He's one of the all-time greatest. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so he was in that mix too. And yet, you know, you've got those tight ends and and who wouldn't want a George Kill or a Travis Kelsey or a Rob Gronkowski, but heck, you're talking about the Eagles with Zach Ertz. I mean, you know, maybe the the guy who has more tight end receptions in the season, I think that was in 2018 when he did that. God, he killed us that day. I mean, of all the tight ends that we have faced, I mean, Gronk has always just destroyed us. Destroyed us. Next was Zach Ertz. Kelsey's had some moments against us, but Kelsey's also had some zero games against us too, which is kind of odd um the 2016 one in particular but i hate him though i hate him just
0: he's a special kind of person oh i cannot wait for i mean i'm starting to feel it my blood is starting to boil (laughs) i'm getting ready i'm getting ready for (laughs) opening it's going to be weird you know and by the way the texans announced today that no fans at the opening game which would be against the ravens here um and the chiefs are planning on having fans opening night but again a lot can change very quickly positively or negatively i suppose so uh Let's just uh, really just keep our hopes up that we can get more fans in the building. You know, people are asking me, like, well, why not? It's harder than you think, you know. Think yeah. about when you're at the store and you have the six feet apart and everything. Well, think about yeah. loading a stadium with even 10,000 people, which sounds like, well, it's a very small percent. It's 10,000 people. It's tough. It's harder yeah. than you think. To I mean, nothing's happening with ten thousand people uh, lately anywhere, right. and you're yeah. gonna do that. So um, that that's a little bit easier said than done, Johnny. That's gonna do it, and we look forward to uh, reading more Harris hits tomorrow, and seeing you on the uh, pre-practice show with Deepy and Drew. It's gonna be awesome. Thank you so much, sir.
3: Yeah, that was very very fun. So you definitely want to check that out. And if you want to hear, you want to see my Harris hits from today. Go to HoustonTexas.com. Go check out the app because they were posted about an hour ago or sooner. So go check those out. You'll absolutely love them.
0: Absolutely. All right. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And this show will be on podcast soon enough on the Texans app. Thank you, Jake, for producing. Have a great night, everyone, and go Texans.
1: This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610.
6: Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and Phillips have partnered together to provide Toro's math drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans!
8: PUCT number one zero 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 seven.
6: Telemundo Houston entertains you every night with at six p.m. Exatlón, at eight p.m. La Doña, at nine p.m. Operación Pacífico, and at ten p.m. Noticiero Telemundo Houston informs you with breaking news, the most accurate weather forecast with La Autoridad en el Tiempo, investigations with Telemundo Houston Responde and investigate. and sports with Domina la Acción. Join us at eleven a.m., four, five, and ten p.m. on air, <laughs> online, and via our free mobile. Telemundo
0: Houston, working for you. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com slash community.
6: Do you know an outstanding Latino leader who is making a positive impact on Houston? Nominate them today for the Houston Texans Campeón de la Comunidad Award, presented by Miller Lite. The award honors a leader in the Latino community who is making a positive impact on the city of Houston through service to a local nonprofit. Winner will receive a $20,000 grant for their nonprofit and recognition at a Texans home game. Visit HoustonTexans.com backslash campeón to nominate a Latino leader today. This is Texans Radio. Even now, while we're distancing, your body needs to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are ready with advanced technology and imaging to deliver custom treatment plans safely. And our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist. Leading Medicine.
8: July's Houston Texans Star of Courage Award, presented by Apache, will be presented to Houston Fire Department firefighter and EMT Joshua Templeton. For the past seven years, Templeton has gone above and beyond to serve the Houston community. During Hurricane Harvey, he went door by door on a boat for three days straight, helping and rescuing those in need. And he has continued to dedicate his life to serving the Houston community and ensuring everyone's safety during this challenging time. The Houston Texans and Apache would congratulate him for being our July Star of Courage.
5: Hey, Texans fans, are you ready for football? First Community Credit Union is drafting you to be a part of the exclusive Texans checking account team with a Texans debit card. Choose your play to score the card you want to carry. Stay focused because more designs will hit the field soon. You'll be the envy of everyone flashing your Texans debit card. Get yours today at FCCU.org slash Texans and join the team at First Community Credit Union, the official credit union of the Houston Texans.
7: Hyundai has always had your back, and now Hyundai is also looking out for your pocketbook. Introducing Hyundai Complimentary Maintenance. Three years or 36,000 miles of coverage that includes all basic maintenance. Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to life.
4: Drive home in a new 2020 Hyundai Sonata, starting at just $24,575. Complimentary maintenance included. Visit buyhyundai.com or see your local Hyundai dealer today. Call 202 929 90073 for complete details.
3: Calling all superheroes. At Depelchin Children's Center, all of our foster and adoptive parents are our heroes. If you've considered becoming a foster parent, there's no better time to attend a virtual informational session. Depelchin's families come in all shapes and sizes. They are single or married, working or retired, have children of their own or no prior parenting experience. What they all share is a genuine desire to care for children and the ability to provide a safe and loving home. Learn more at Depelchin.org. Depelchin, the official charity beneficiary of the Texas Bowl.
1: This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610.